Season's over. We started it with Josh Horowitz. We're ending it with Josh Horowitz. We're going to go through the individuals and the teams from today at the state meet, getting the content out, giving the people what they want as soon as possible. Whew. You got any overarching thoughts before we get into it? I texted you uh, right after. It was, it was a wild state meet day. Um, I'll just say that there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of things that you think are going to happen um, and they don't always happen the way you think. And I think that's the beauty of our sport. Well, the beauty of our sport when it works out in your favor that <laughs> this, the, you know, this one day, sometimes, you know, it, it determines how you might look at a season, um, but you go through an entire season working your best to do what you can on this day. And like I said, it's the beauty of our sport. This one day is the one that people remember. And a lot of things we thought were going to happen happened, but a lot of things happened that we did not think were going to happen. And that's the overarching theme. As, as some of our guys were saying today or yesterday, anyway, at some point this week, the days are starting to blend together. You know, there, Stephen Hawking says there may be an infinite number of universes, but this is the universe that we're currently occupying. And we're going to go over what happened in our current universe. So, Top 20 boys individuals. These are the medalists. 20th from Fort Wayne Carroll, Robert Lohman. 19th from Burbuff, Colin Stevens. 18th from Goshen, Cole Johnston. 17th from Hamilton Southeastern, Garrett Hicks. 16th from, Tre uh, from Castle, Trevor Monroe. 15th from Center Grove, one of two non-seniors in the top 20, Griffin Hennessy. 14th from Columbia City, Austin Hall, 13th from Columbus North, Matt Newell, 12th from Goshen, Drew Hogan, 11th from Hamilton Southeastern, Nolan Satterfield, and the top 10 from Westfield, Kai Connor, in ninth, Spencer Wolf from Forest Park, 8th, Jack Moore from Northridge, 7th, Charlie Schumann from Carmel, shout out, 6th, Cole Raymond from Laporte, 5th, Abe Ekman from Jasper, fourth, Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out, the top returner for next year, third, Krishna Thirunavukarasu from Burbuff, second, last year's state champion, Isaiah Sturry from Angola, and your 2021 state champion, Reese Kilbarger Stumpf from Columbus North. Are you surprised by that outcome? Yes. Me too. I thought... I'm I thought surprised. it would be Isaiah, as a lot of people did. Um, I think the conditions of the course, which weren't terrible, but it was very soft and squishy. I think it's an accurate way to depict the uh, the grass out there. And Let's not get too hasty saying it wasn't terrible. You think it was terrible? <laughs> no, but I don't think it wasn't terrible either. Fair. And by terrible, so I mean in terms of like time. And, you know, just like overall conducive to fast distance running. I have no issue, no qualms. I was up on my phone when I woke up at midnight checking the weather in Terre Haute. I have no issue with a sloppy, muddy course. I was an assistant coach at Columbus North in 2009. No problem with it. But in terms of running fast times, 
wasn't great. That that is all fair, and as one of our coaches kind of pointed out, I think for Isaiah, his you know his strength has been able to extend leads and separate from the field. And halfway through the race, it was still a nine-person pack up front. Um, it wasn't really until that two mile where him, um, Reese, and Krishna separated, and at at the end, it just it was Reese shoulder to shoulder with Isaiah, and and he took it from him that with that eight hundred speed. But then somewhat surprising that the, the superior mid-distance runner, right, the guy that has that has run 152, although it's not like Isaiah Sturry's slow either. I'm sure he's run 153, 154, right? And he's run 407 just like Reese has. But that, that on a course where the conditions were tough, that the, you know, the fastest sprinter essentially won. Yeah. Yep. But – he gets all the credit. He won the race. He's he's on my my tip my cap list. We'll get to that. You got a, you got a boys list and a girls list. Yeah. Well, let's get through the boys teams here. Indiana Runner podcast will read you all twenty four teams, even if you didn't hear it maybe at the meet today. Twenty fourth, five hundred and fifty two points. Warsaw, twenty third, five hundred and twenty six points. Austin. 22nd, 500 points, Morgan Township. 21st, 489, Chesterton. 20th, 482, Crown Point. 19th, 455, Fort Wayne Carroll. 18th, you want to say it? 18th, Bloomington South. No, you want to say shout out? Shout out. 441 points. 17th, the usual suspects. 428 points, Penn. 16th, 395 points. Shout out, my wife went to this high school. Franklin Central, 15th, Team Futuristic, 379 points. Valparaiso, 14th, one of the better nicknames in Indiana. I don't want to call them the best. 350, the Slicers from Laporte. 13th, 344 points. Bloomington North. 12th, 334 points. North Ridge, 11th, bettering their place from last year by quite a bit. 323 points. Floyd Central, what'd you say? 12th was North View, not North Ridge. Oh, sorry. I'm mixing those up. North Ridge was at the top of my list as I'm scrolling up here. 12th was North View. 11th was Floyd Central, as we said. The top 10, 301 points. Goshen, 9th, 299 Noblesville, 8th, 288. North Ridge, 7th, 263. Zionsville. And then, whoo, I don't know how deep we delved into the stats here, but this is by far the lowest sixth place score I have ever seen. Sixth, 164 points. Center Grove with a team average of 1627. Fifth, 157 points. Carmel, shout out. Team average, 16-17. Fourth, the tightest pack, 142 points. Fishers, team average, 16-24. Third, 136 points. Columbus North, team average, 16-14. Second, your runner-up, 117 points. 
Hamilton Southeastern, team average 16-17. And your champion, as we suspected, at points of the season, but not the whole season, with 78 points, Brabuff, 16-06 average. And by my math here, 47 points separating second to sixth. Are you surprised? I, I feel like it's it's hard not to based on, like we said earlier, where we thought a month ago what was going to happen. Uh, we talked about it earlier, looking at what it was in August with the boys' preseason. It actually, you know, fared out pretty close to that. Just to refresh everyone's memory, the top five preseason IR went one Burbuff, two Columbus North, three HSC, four Carmel, five Center Grove. So add Fishers in there, you know, it's, it's almost what we thought it was going to be in August. Um, but from a month ago, surprised. And if we look at INCC stats, official preseason, one Burbuff, two Columbus North, three HSE, but those two teams essentially neck and neck, four Center Grove, five Carmel. Fishers was 10, but Fishers got – a lot of improvement, a lot of good coaching, and and the one, the one impactful freshman among all of those teams, essentially all of those podium level teams. And the the top six teams, I, I think this was one of the things I felt the best about before the meet was that these were going to be the top six teams, right? Fishers cracked that top five. Uh, they had the the second best fifth runner on the day, just behind Burbuff. Um, as you said, 28 points separated third to sixth, so really close there. Uh, through four runners, Burbuff and HSE were pretty neck and neck, 54 to 59 in favor of Burbuff. And then, as we said, Burbuff had the better five. It feels like if you if we saw these results on August 1st, we'd be like, yeah, that looks right. Like just the team scores, maybe not necessarily like the names on there. But just these team scores, like, yeah, that seems right. Fishers is a bit of a surprise. But if we'd seen these results on October 1st, that would have been much more shocking. And so, yeah, maybe <laughs> when you stretch the timeline out long enough, it becomes more predictable, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's weird that, you know, we ran the whole season. But if you don't run any meets this season, but you just fast forward time three months from August and Burbuff ends up as your champion, you say, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. And but a, not, a relatively not dominating. What else happened. Right. Yeah. Relatively oh, dominating dominated. champion. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing what else, you know, would have happened. Um, but Burbuff's uh, top five combined, by the way, is the fourth best in the 2014 era. So they, they had all four in the top 30. So I've already, I've already looked at that, that stat on the State Meet History website. Who was the, who was the best seven-place guy? Looks like Fishers, maybe? No, Columbus um, North. Yeah, Columbus North. You're gonna, you, got, you got the champagne on ice, or how are you doing this? I have the Gatorade. You got it? Oh, you got it? You got to pour it on your own head right now? No, I'll just audio I'll just, medium. So yeah, no, this is fine. B Bill and Sal do this all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, this is this is great. 
There well, we go. Just, there it is. There you go. Whoa. Still highest placing seventh man in the state meet. Oh, man. Marinera. For one more year. Just wait till next year when Will Gilhooley finishes like 14th or whatever. You're going to be so right. upset when I. All right, man. You got you to gotta tip your cap list. I mean, yes. this is this is going to be a lengthy list of of the the people that you know. The craziest thing to me before you get into this, and we're we're really off the cuff here. I mean, this is the end of the season. You and I both coach and work with the kids year round. We're exhausted. Um, we're also living through a pandemic and have family lives, things like that. But the the most surprising thing to me is. And maybe this is too much of a peek behind the curtain at the end of the year, but I don't know. People are giving us positive feedback on the podcast. Maybe this is what they like to hear. Is honestly, as I'm going into this meet, there's six really, really good teams, six title contenders, essentially. And my thinking is essentially some of these teams are going to trip up. I meant metaphorically, not literally, but as the conditions were, some people did trip up. And it's just crazy to me that all six of those teams, by my estimation at least, ran really well. And essentially, like, I think I texted you this, like, nobody blinked. Like, all six of those teams kind of stared each other down, ran well. And, I mean, I, I don't know how many other teams had a kid that, like, fell and got back up like we did, but it didn't impact the team scoring at all. Right, he scored like two more points than he would have ideally. So, it that that to me is crazy that everybody showed up to the meet and everybody had all of their kids run well. You're exactly right, and that's I'm going to start that that first of the cap to just just coaching. Right, it's you, sometimes you you almost bank on a team or you know, out of the, what could be the top 25 individuals, a few to just not have a good meet, right? That's just, it just happens, like we said, on that one day of the year. And like you said, none of the top six teams blinked. And of those, of those top six, three were deeper. Three of those teams, Columbus North Fishers and Carmel were deeper and got their, their seven guys in quite a bit ahead of where those other teams did. So that means the other three teams had essentially zero margin of error. If one of their guys, for whatever reason, didn't do well. And that, that to me is the most shocking part of all of this is that all of those teams ran well. And you can kind of, you typically you can bank on, well, if we, if we're just solid, if we just do well or very well, like, we're going to beat some teams that maybe are better than us or have been better than us most of the season. And that was just not the case today. Yeah. Do you want me to yeah, man, my go, cap go, go a little bit more? And I'll, I'll see if I've got anything. To Sounds good. I, so this in. list could definitely be longer just going, but going through the results briefly, um, tipping my cap and I was wearing a hat today. So this is legit. Uh, first Burbuff boys and coach Kinnear. As we already kind of said, the the coaching that he did, he knows his team better than anyone. Um, to go from preseason number one, 
to not knowing if they're going to have guys to make the state meet even to winning the state meet in dominant fashion um, have to tip your cap to them. I, you know, like we said, it was a pretty uh, open, open title contention amongst the top few teams and they pulled it out. So that's the first cap HSE boys tipping my cap to them. They came back from having their, their worst two races last season at the semi-state and the state placing sixth. And they, I think they proved something today to a lot of people that, that they can finish up at the top. Um, they had four in the top 35 ish, I believe. Um, and then obviously finishing second as a team. So HSE boys tip my cap to you. Fisher's boys tip of the cap. As we said, they had the second highest placing fifth guy in the meet. Um, their one to five spread was 14 seconds at the state meet when that's placing guys in the forties, that obviously is going to equal a podium. You know, if they're, they're one, front runner away from you know at least in this meet being third um they were still six points back of third so tip of the cap to fishers and then a couple individuals reese kilbarger stump taking the victory um you know like we talked about earlier a lot of people thinking isaiah sturry based on his his accolades and being the defending state champion but he held strong and then i already said burbuff boys but Krishna, they're in Nabucarasu, has to get a tip of the cap. Um, IR didn't underrate him. He was fourth. He just wasn't in that lead pack um, in, in, the, in the rankings, but he showed that he belonged in the, in the title contention. Um, and was only less, he was less than four seconds back of, of the win. So those are my, the boys I'm tipping my cap to. The Breaking list could news. be a lot longer, but that's – Breaking news, INCC stats just updated. Where, where do you think Burbuff boys rank all-time state meet? Oh, gosh. I got to get a frame of reference. What, do you remember what our state meet was in 2013 all-time? Mm, in the top 10, but I don't know exactly. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 15th then. Fifth. Oh man. 88. What do you think the boys adjustment was for today? Wait, well, welcome to guess the line statement. Yeah, here we are. Guess um, the lines. Oh man. Colin and Josh it's, at 840 on a Saturday. <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be minus. It is. It, I, okay, I'm gonna that? give you some hints here. It's okay. obviously minus. It's not as minus as I would have thought. Initially, like yeah. having walked the course and then Right. Walked around before I saw the times. I'll go. I'll go minus ten. Minus fourteen. Okay, there we go. Within four. Yep. We want to move on to the girls. I, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. It was more exciting on the girls' side. I don't know that we expected it to be more exciting, but what made it. What made the boys less exciting, I suppose, was Burbuff's dominance. Right? Like, we kind of thought there were six teams that could have won. But watching – I mean, you were there. You watched, you watched the race. Were you watching far enough up to kind of decide that, or were you a little more concentrated on your own boys? 
could you tell after the race is over that Burbuff had won? Gotcha. So the the one thing I could tell is that Burbuff and HSC were definitely the top two teams. That you could see they had their fours in um, before any of the other teams. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with with what you're saying. Like it was still still exciting but on the on the girl side you knew which two teams were going to be at the top and then after those those top two it was even even after the race it was kind of throw you know throw darts at the dartboard figure out the next three teams yeah i mean that we'll get into the scores i mean (laughs) there's very little margin between those those teams after the top two so the girls podium in 20th from Floyd Central, Caitlin Stewart, 19th from Forest Park, Ellie Hall, 18th from Carmel, shout out, Jasmine Klopstead, 17th from Penn, Julie Smith, 16th from Burbuff, Kendall Martin, 15th from Carmel, shout out, Jamie Clavon, 14th from Bloomington South, shout out, Lily Myers, 13th from Valparaiso, Kaylee Polizza, 12th, her rival from Chesterton, Bailey Ranta, 11th from Columbus North, Julia Kiesler, the top 10 in 10th from Carmel, shout out, Olivia Romanick, 9th from New Prairie, Lillian Zelasco, 8th from Columbus North, Lily Baker, 7th from Huntington North, Addison Wiley, 6th from Lowell, Corinna James, 5th from Homestead, Addison Canablo, Fourth from Park Tudor, Gretchen Farley. Third from Park Tudor, Sophia Kennedy. Second from Delta, Nikki Sutherland. And first from Chatard, Lily Cridge. Surprised? Not, not at first, obviously. I think that was uh, a pretty confident pick for number one. Um, but even the next five girls are pretty much who we thought would be the next five girls, maybe in a different order. Um, but Nikki Sutherland proved that she was the second best girl in Indiana this year, backing up her INCC stats rating. Yep. Then the Park Tudor duo backed up that they were the best. Um, the, obviously, the one maybe surprised for me is Karina James being sixth. But, you know, who, who knows what what her season has been like behind behind the curtains um, to still be six defending champion, all these great runners coming back. And I think all the runners that finished in front of her are underclassmen and are going to come back again. Um, so yeah, other than that, not really surprised at the top. Seven of the top 10 are non-seniors versus the boys side where I believe 20 of the top 25 were seniors, maybe 21. I didn't get a, a fully accurate count. Um, but and that's way, a little more typical on the girls' side, right? Yeah, for there to be less seniors, yeah. Right. And by the way, the those two stats about the grades in all state that I shared on the stats preview. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, no freshmen girls and no underclassmen boys, all state. Yeah, the, the highest placing freshman girl was Zavery Wiseman of Pike Central, and she finished 41st. That is a much more typical placing for the highest placing freshman boy. And then the second placing 
uh, freshman girl, 42nd from Carmel. Shout out, Olivia Munt. She's killing it on the course and in Spanish class. So it's a rare, it's a rare combination. Congrats to her. Yeah, muy bien. Muy bien. That's right. And also, I on that note, I Addison Lindsay was the the top freshman, um, at least in preseason or not preseason the Early the rankings season. before. But I don't. She's East Noble, right? I don't know that she finished the race. Um, so she had reportedly suffered some sort of injury in the regional gutted through it in the semi-state to help the team advance did so and then was questionable this week okay that makes me wonder if she maybe tried to give it a go and it was it was just not happening okay well props to her for for helping get her team to the state meet right right for sure and then and then seems like they only had six finishers so maybe she gave it a go today girls teams We'll go through all of them. 24th, West Lafayette, 602. 23rd, Harrison in West Lafayette, 546. 22nd, Jasper, 475. 21st, Princeton, first state meet appearance, 463. 20th, East Noble, 442. 19th, Laporte, the Slicers, 426. 18th, also with 426, so triumphing on the sixth runner tiebreaker, Avon. I used to teach there for one year. 17th, Warsaw, 413. 16th, North Ridge, 401. 15th, Bloomington North, 365. 14th, I, they're doing this. They're doing this just to mess with me. There's no other explanation. North View, 331. 13th, Valparaiso, 317. 10th, Penn, 274, 11th, also 274, North Central, the top 10 with 271 points, Fort Wayne Carroll, 9th, 269 points, Floyd Central, 8th, 267 points, Westfield, 7th, 266 points, Franklin Central, 6th, 255 points, Fort Wayne Homestead. And the podium teams by one, 254, Noblesville, fourth in my face. I was the guy that wrote the Indiana Runner preview. I did not include them on the lengthy list of potential podium teams. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. 232, Hamilton Southeastern, 221, Chesterton, and then a huge gap here. Second. Shout out, but also heavy sigh. 92 points, Carmel. First, 79 points, the second state championship in school history. Congratulations. Your 2021 state champion, Columbus North. Surprised? No. Um, I, I mean, those who are listening to all the podcasts know I – picked Carmel to win um but that was with the unknown of Lily Baker's status um know now after the semi-state we know now um and if, and if you I, don't know now you know now you know um and we know that Lily Baker was it back better than ever I mean she 
we kind of talked about it like is what's the world where she places higher than eighth um i'm sure coach Sluter is incredibly happy with with that effort coming off not running the semi-state she scored um, two points right so could she have been better i suppose i suppose she could have scored one that's the only way <laughs> wouldn't have made a difference in the yeah. team placings but obviously without her, they, they come in second. Um, so outside of the top two is where the surprises happen. Um, like I said earlier, you can throw darts at a dartboard for those next few teams. Although Noblesville got the podium spot. I know I called them an almost lock months ago, um, but they were close. It was a close call, but they held on. So – Chesterton was third, 221 points. Penn was 12th, 274. So by my, by my math, 53 points separated third from 12th. And only... It was 20 points, 20 points from fifth, fifth to 12th. Wow, we said that same time, Jinx. I'm not going to actually jinx you because we're on a podcast, but. Yeah, so who knows who actually said it first, right? With the delay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of like the delay when I watched the uh, girls race on the bus on the uh, way back from the meet. Crickets. So, yeah, well, we can get in the pod- We can get in the webcast later if we want. Um, so, tw- so 20 points from 5th to 12th. And you're when you're, you know, fifth runner is scoring in the hundreds or, you know, the high eighties, that's a very, I mean, it's not an easy turnaround, but you know, if one of those, those runners has an off race, then that's, that's 20 points back in a, in a state meet type meet. Yeah. I, this brings me back a long time ago. In in 2008, I was an assistant coach at Columbus North. I was a I was a college kid. I was a junior in college, and we finished sixth in the girls, and we were five points away from finishing fifth. And I don't know how long it had been since Columbus North had finished in the top five boys or girls at that time. It felt like a really long time. But in reality, it was probably three or four years, right? Which is an eternity for a high school. And not only were we five points away from fifth, but we were 22 points away from second. And one of our better girls had sustained some sort of weird injury that I don't think was running related and couldn't run. And so we finished sixth and and were that close to, I mean, just this close to finishing second. And I remember actually after the, the meet, Westfield girls had finished fifth, five points ahead of us. I'm talking to Scott Litzkin and talking to Shane. Shane Moore is now an assistant at Carmel. And I talked to Scott Litzkin all the time. And I remember very specifically Coach Weinheimer saying to some of the girls afterwards, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to realize that five points 
in a single cross country meet is not a big deal. But I know right now that it really hurts and it feels like a lot, but that's not the basis of the sport. And not that the next, that last part I just kind of added, but I, I'll always remember that. And, and we just had a meet right where, I, you know, our boys were, they're disappointed to be fifth. It's the strongest year ever. If some of those other teams had tripped up kind of like you can normally expect, then we're probably second or third if we, uh, if we have a reasonable amount of attrition, but we don't have any control over that. So just these, these really, really tight team scores where one of the teams got medals and you go 20 points back and the rest of them didn't. It makes me, it makes me think of that. It makes me think of Coach Weinheimer telling those girls like, hey, I, I, know, I know it doesn't feel good, but you've done a really good job. We're proud of you. And five points is not that big of a deal. It's, it's true. And, and coaches do it more than anyone, you know, going through a meet after, you know, you lose by three points. I mean, that's, that's what 2017 was like for us, missing the podium by three points. And you figure out where you can get those back. But it's, it, there's also, you have to remember, there's also things for the teams ahead of you and behind you that they could have either had go better or worse the same. Right. Right. Um, you don't really know. And so that's even more reason to, you know, if that's, you, you always say like it's, it's a cross country race with a math pro- or it's a race with a math problem at the end. And that's foot race with out, a math problem. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you figure out, you know, the winner in the top five. And, you know, there are other ways that we could figure. There are other ways that we could, we could calculate the winner of a race. Right. I mean, this is the standard and this is clearly like, this is the way it is across all levels. And this is the way that it should be. I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming on the podcast after my team, you know, does finishes lower than we usually do and advocate that we change the scoring system, but there are certainly other ways we could do it. Right. We could do average, we could do overall time. We could do um, top seven. We could do run seven, run 10, score seven. We could score three. We could score, you know, we could, we could do the, the old quiz, the old like uh, uh, school where you get to drop your lowest quiz. We could do the, the school where you drop your highest and your lowest. So you score two through six. These are all ways that we could do it. I, th- I think the, per- the person who made the alternate universe thread needs to do that for some meets go in and see what what scoring or running 10 and scoring seven would do for certain for certain titles i mean or doing yeah, you have, top you have designs or whatever stats, obviously, yeah. But, yeah yeah but that's yeah. like that's that's what our sport is score score the top five right and that's that's a good number yeah yeah that's a good number, it's, right? it's good yeah it's good. golf golf is shoot five score four cross country is run seven score five and if it comes down to a tie, then we go to the six. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. You want to tip your cap? Yes. Tipping my cap to these girls, uh, individuals and teams. Uh, teams, Chesterton, HSE, Homestead. I know Homestead was one point off the podium, but they were another team that I probably – not was down on just I had other teams that I felt better about um, and props to uh, their top runner. How do you pronounce her last name, by the way, Addison? Canablo. Canablo. She scored one point. 
she did everything possible. And I was even going to mention this when talking about the individual race, how 800 into the race, she was the only one that challenged Lily Cridge. Challenge, quote unquote. But she was the only one right with Lily Cridge um, before the K. And obviously after that, Lily took her lead. But um, yeah, so tip my cap to Homestead, one point off podium. And then Chesterton, HSC especially, um, they were nowhere on, on our radar. And it's crazy to say that for a podium team uh, to not be on a radar and then, and then make it. But they had an awesome race. Tip my cap to them, Chesterton. Uh, having an all-state runner in Bailey Ranta um, and then just a good, a good pack behind, uh, but se- somewhat high scores for podium teams, I think would be kind of like a number to look at, um, yeah. but finish tipping my cap. Um, Lily Baker, like I said, doubted, <laughs> doubted her availability, but what, what do I know? I'm not the coach. And then Nikki Sutherland has to tip my cap because Again, she proved that she was the second best girl all year, and she proved it today. So that's that's the tip my cap list. It feels like the girls' race was almost kind of the opposite of the boys' race in that we kind of thought going in, some of these boys' teams are going to mess up. So if you can just be solid, you're probably going to finish up a couple places higher than than you would think, right? The girls race was like, man, if you can just run solid, you're there. And like HSE, those girls were all solid. And Chesterton, they were all solid. And some of the other teams blinked. And those those were our those were our top five, right? Yeah. It's gonna be a good track season. I'm not there yet. <laughs> really? Man, I was like, I'm already texting. <laughs> I'm already texting our head coach. I was like, what's up with indoor though? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll admit we we talked about some track things today, but just ce- celebrating the great run that um, our our individual Lily Myers had on the girls' side. Um, it was it was it was a good day for for her. So just celebrating that, but just an overall or an overall fun season, I think, for cross country. Yeah, and I, you know, this this may be a later podcast or no podcast or or texts or whatever in this, like, we are now, gosh, a, a year, a year and a half, essentially, from the COVID shutdown, right? The hardcore three to four months, no practice, no contact or limited contact. And what kind of effect does that have? And I, I don't even know that we still know what that is. Um, but interesting. And, you know, with these top teams, Indiana distance running is in a really, really good spot. It's in a really good place. And it's the boys' teams were great this year, as we expected. The girls' individuals were great this year, as we expected. And like we talked about, like, if we if we saw these, somehow we saw these results, the top 20 girls and the top 20 boys and the top five teams and the top boys and girls, like, 
they'll be like, yeah, that seems about right. But it's just so different from what we would have thought a month ago. And that's that to me is is the is the craziest part. But it's been a it's been a fun it's been a fun season. It's been exhausting. It's been it's been hard, right? I mean, it's it hasn't been easy. Most of our coaches in in some capacity are working in the schools too, which has been totally turned upside down over the last two years. Um, so I, you know, this isn't a pep talk for all of the coaches, but it's, it's been tough. And, and to get to this point and have, have these kids run pretty well on in really challenging conditions today. This is, this is why Indiana is potentially the best state in the union per capita for distance running. If somebody yeah. else thinks another state, then get at me, you know how to contact me. Yeah, it truly has been a tougher, you know, year and a half, two years for all the reasons you explained. Um, and I, I think we're getting closer to the point where post COVID effects will hopefully, you know, cease to, to exist. Um, but getting through this track season will be, would be, will be the next thing. Um, and, you know, I'll leave you with what I, what I told our, our girls team today, what, what one of my favorite Rick Weinheimer uh, sayings, is who do you want to be 365 days from today? I always like to say that around the state meet because as we saw with this season, a lot can happen, you know, in a few months or a year. And what are you going to do over the next 365 days to get to where you want to be on that state meet day again, the following year? That's, that's funny that you say that because that I haven't thought about that, that at all. But obviously, I was <laughs> Rick's assistant for three years at Columbus North, and you could tell as we're getting ready to leave, and some of the, you know, the the seven boys that ran and kind of a couple of the alternates are just kind of hanging around, like they want to hear something from me, you know. And I'm like, "Well, have fun! Like you guys are, you know, you might have a, your party outside, whatever tonight. Eat your Chick Fil A, whatever. But they're kind of there, hanging around, like they want to hear more. And I was like, "Well, guys, like." We've got some stuff to figure out. We've got the things that we need, you know, the things that we've done where we've identified potential areas that we can work on with Jacob Fisher and Charlie Schumann that worked out really, really well for them over the last two seasons that we've had. And I think I can, we can figure that out for some of you guys. And we've got a long time to do that. We've got two off seasons. We've got two more seasons. Like, so it's, that, that must have somewhere seeped into my subconscious that that was my go-to and that you said that to your kids today. And that was, that was exactly what I said to our guys, you know, before they left, other than do not TP my house. Some of you know where I live. I know some of the other coaches like thought it was funny. Do not TP my house. I do not want to clean toilet. I don't. And then think about it. I don't think I have any trees in my front yard anyway, so it doesn't matter, but. It's very adamant about those two things. We've got a full year until the next state meet. You guys work hard. You're good kids. I know you want to work with us and figure out how to be the best you can. And don't TP my house. Who do you want to be 365 days from now? And don't throw toilet paper in my yard. Yes. You, listen, right now, you don't want to be the kid that does that. And next year, even if we win, you don't want to be the kid that does that. Go, goes both ways. There you go. Here and there. Oh, man. What a year. It, what a year is right. Do you ever, 
you probably do because you're very introspective. You're like me. Did you ever, at some point today, did you stop just for a second and think like, man, I'm like really fortunate to be here and to be in this situation? Yeah. Every, every time I go to Laverne, I realize how special it is. Um, I, it's weird to say it on a podcast like this, but it's, it's definitely one of my favorite places there is. And I know it sounds weird. People laugh at me for a cross country course being one of my favorite places, but you know, one of the most special days for me happened there. Um, and so just every time you go back, it feels special, no, you know, no matter the outcome of your teams. Right. Um, yeah. obviously when you're, when you do well, you celebrate those highs and when you don't do so well, you know, you console the teams or the individuals, but it's still special no matter what. So, yeah, I, I think you do kind of have that introspection of like, it's just great, great to be out there. It's, it's like pretzel day at the office, right? 364 days until pretzel, till the next pretzel day. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me on throughout the season. It was a great one. All right, we'll we'll have to do when they release the uh, next year the the pre preseason one. We'll have to do emergency drop. All right, thanks, Sounds Josh. Good, I'll see you there.